Thank you, thank you, thank you guys. I gotta put, this thing is heavy as hell. You guys put some money into this award. I'm gonna put this right here and look at it. Ah, oh, man, thank God. Um, there was a break between that video. I didn't get called up right after that video because I'm not wearing waterproof mascara. It was, it was all down my face. I, um, I wrote something today because I am an addict and I procrastinate and that's one of my character defects. <laughs> I had this teleprompter in front of me. I don't trust the teleprompter. I do trust you, but not enough to read off of it. I first got clean in 2008. I went to a treatment center called The Orchard on Bowen Island in Canada. And that experience not only saved my life, it changed it forever. I was introduced to my disease, one that I had lived with ever since I took my first drink at the age of 14. And up until that point, I didn't have a name for it. I didn't have any knowledge about it. I just didn't understand why I couldn't drink alcohol and use drugs like the rest of my friends. I didn't know why I couldn't stop even when I didn't want to. It was that experience and treatment that gave me the way I used, the way I thought, the way that I obsessed a name. At 25 years old, for the first time in my life, I learned that I had the disease of addiction. I was finally diagnosed. And in those 35 days at the orchard, I got some tools. I took those tools with me back home to Seattle. I moved out of my apartment back into my parents' basement. I had spent all of my money. I was unemployed and I was deeply depressed and broken but I remembered what they told me in treatment, that I needed to find a sponsor, a home group, a service position, and go to 90 meetings in 90 days, so I did. When I was in treatment, I heard someone say, whatever you put in front of your recovery will be the first thing that you lose. So I made sure that recovery came first before anything else. Over the next six months, I got my will to live back. I got a service position at my home group making coffee. I began working the 12 steps, and I regained just enough confidence to start writing music again. A collection of songs that would later be called The Versus EP and The Heist. And I remember... I remember being conflicted about whether or not I should share about my diagnosis. I wasn't clear if I should address my newfound sobriety. Was I going to keep my disease of addiction behind the curtain and pretend that I didn't have it, or was I going to speak about it? Was I going to take this secret that I had been hiding my whole life and finally expose it or keep it behind closed doors? I had been hiding my entire life hiding from my parents, hiding from my school, hiding from my girlfriend, hiding from responsibilities, hiding from my potential, hiding from myself, and I was tired of fucking hiding. I made the choice to write songs about addiction. 
I put myself out there and I admitted that I had the disease that I was just learning about for the first time. If I couldn't be honest in my music with a couple hundred fans, a couple hundred fans that I had at the time, I didn't feel like I was being true to myself. So I did. And what I found wasn't judgment. I found people coming up to me after shows, telling me their clean date, that they were in the program too, and recovery saved their lives just like it had saved mine. It's said in the rooms of recovery that when someone celebrates an annual sober birthday, it's not just for the person receiving their cake. It's for everyone in the room, everyone that has been a part of that person's journey, and for the newcomer to witness that this thing called recovery is possible. Here I am, 11 years later, on the stage receiving this heavy-ass award tonight, and the self-centered addict in my mind wants me to think that this is about me, but it's not. Not even close. This is about the others. The others that selflessly came before me, that have been the taillights that I have followed. This is about Shucky. This is about Jerome. This is about Seth. This is about Hannah. This is about Lorinda and Barb and Joanna. This is about the youth here from the recovery school in Seattle that traveled all the way to LA to be here tonight. This is about the other addicts and alcoholics in the audience. And most importantly, this is about the person in active addiction who is in enough pain that maybe something I say tonight will resonate and lead them to the rooms of recovery. I was, I was in a meeting last night in LA, and I heard someone say, I don't understand the God of my understanding, but I understand, but the God of my understanding understands me, and I don't know why I am still here. I don't know why I'm here, and Kevin isn't, why Robin isn't, why Malcolm isn't. The disease doesn't discriminate. It takes the lives of some of the most beautiful humans the earth has ever known. It has taken some of my best friends. And there's been countless times where it could have taken mine. But I do know for me, in my experience, that there is a solution. It's said in our literature that anonymity is the spiritual foundation of our program. It is said to lead by attraction rather than promotion. But I'm tired of watching people die from this disease who didn't know there was an easier, softer way within a couple miles of wherever they live in the bottom of a church in the basement. I found home, I found a home in those rooms. And for those of you who don't know what the rooms means, I was just like you. You aren't unique. What the rooms means is Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, Cocaine Anonymous, Marijuana Anonymous, or any other aid that is there to help you save your life, where people with the same disease, with varying amounts of clean time, are there for one another so you don't have to die, or even worse, go on living in so much pain that you wish that you were dead. 
I found a home in the rooms of AA and NA. I found a membership that didn't want anything from me other than I show up, I listen, I stay open, and I keep coming back. That's it. And once I get my job back, my apartment back, my car back, my girl back, my life back, I better get back in the rooms and give the gift that I receive freely to somebody else. It is a genius program. That's the way that it works. And the miracle of working a 12-step program is the more that I help others, the freer I become the easier life is to navigate. Fear starts to dissipate, and I realize that this is not about me. This is about the next suffering addict or alcoholic and helping the newcomer. But I cannot do that if I remain a secret. It was through the fellowship that I stopped feeling guilt and shame around my allergy. When we speak up and own our disease, it quiets the insanity, it gives someone else the courage to do the same. There's a ripple effect and the stigma of addiction dissipates. We need to destigmatize it in order to make progress in fighting it. I don't wanna live in guilt and shame over the disease that I have. The more that I share my story and listen to others share theirs, the more I feel a part of. I have found my people, I have found my community, I have found others that speak the same language, and I'm not alone with my insanity anymore. It was the rooms of AA and NA that have given me a life today. And some would say that I shouldn't be here speaking about the fellowships in such detail. But this disease is not vague. This disease isn't a secret. Bill W., the founder of AA, testified in front of Congress himself. Fuck being politically correct. This disease wants to kill me and anyone else that has it. And I'm tired of being quiet about the place where I have found relief, solace, and fulfillment in my life. It has been an AA and NA. And if for some reason I go back out, I relapse or worse, you can with 100% certainty believe that it was no shortcoming of the program. It be was because I wasn't willing to work the program. I'm not responsible for my disease. I'm not, but I am responsible for what I do about it. If I can be honest about the thing that has saved my life and someone here tonight ends up in a church basement hearing a similar message that kept me coming back, that to me is far more important than anyone here judging me for sharing about it. I refuse to live in hiding. I am as sick as my secrets and I don't have the luxury of procrastination today. It is imperative that we speak up now, not tomorrow, not next week, not next year. We are in the midst of an epidemic in America that has been around long before it was called an epidemic. I ask all of us in this room tonight, what are we doing to combat it today? What are we willing to share? Who are we willing to help? How honest are we willing to get? 
and how far are we willing to go to help the person out there dying from the disease of addiction? Thank you, Music Cares, for this honor. Thank you for the work that you are doing to help musicians, especially the work you're doing to get them into treatment facilities. It is changing lives. Today, I am not ashamed of who I am. I don't have to hide from my imperfections. I don't have to keep my disease a secret anymore. I can show up, be present, and keep marching forward in my recovery one day at a time just for today. In closing, I would like to end with a serenity prayer for those who wish to join. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Thank you, guys.